the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. A wonderful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you be? Now, isn't that the, the song we should all be singing when we just look around at the Black Lives Matter Antifa protests, burning everything down, uh, causing riots everywhere, murder, mayhem, uh, everything happening in the world? Where is Mr. Rogers? We kind of need a Mr. Rogers afternoon here. We need a, to have our neighborhoods wonderful again. Make neighborhoods wonderful again. That's our new hat here. I don't know what letters that spells out, but somebody should make it and wear it. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show, dreaming of the old days when people were sane and did not try and commit open rebellion in the United States by destroying major cities under the guise of ra fighting racism. Um, especially when these are mostly just white socialists running around trying to burn and kill, loot, maim, anything they can under the guise of civil rights. These are criminal thug activities, absolutely criminal thug activities, should not be tolerated. Folks, also, how do we fight this? Well, we fight it in several different ways. One of them is we make sure that we have a strong California presence with the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Now, we've started a membership drive out there. We still need to finish this. We want to get 100 people signed up. Go to crpa.org. These guys are fighting the magazine ban. You know, uh, Friday, there was two bills on Gavin Newsom's desk. I believe he signed them. I didn't hear it at the time of this recording. Two more bills, plus he has the ability to um, appeal the magazine ban ruling. Now, that was in our favor, a lot of time and money went to fighting that, and he's, I would bet money, he's going to appeal it. Why? Because he can. He's that person. Gabby Newscomb is just one of the worst people we've ever had running this state. He, he makes us long for the days of Gray Davis when we only had brownouts, right? Um, or, or even the, uh, oh my gosh, the Geldenator, Ar Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, um, even him, we almost we almost want him back. Really, we don't. We don't like him. But we almost want him back when we compare him to what we have now, this radical Marxist from San Francisco, Gavin Newsom, destroying our state with every stroke of the pen he can. He needs to be repealed. He needs to be voted out of office and never be heard from again. But 
the way we do that is we have to strengthen our political affiliation. So please help me help you by joining the California Rifle and Pistol Association, CRPA.org. CRPA.org. Put in Firing Line Radio Show so we can get a big old contribution that's going to match everything on that. That's going to be awesome. Now you're going to have a lot of time to work with the CRPA this fall because professional sports has committed seppuku. They have driven themselves off the edge, just like a bunch of lemmings. My understanding, and I don't watch professional sports um, because I like to do other things with my life and I don't have the hours just to sit around on the couch and watch other people do things and then complain that they make too much money. Some For some reason, that turns me off. But the professional sports teams, my understanding is that the Lakers and the Clippers have both decided they're not going to play basketball this year in protest for what happened in Kenosha. We'll get to talk about that in a second. Now, at the time of this recording, not all the facts are out, so I'm going to hold back judgment, but just try and discuss what did happen there. But we've got multimillionaire ball players who have been pampered uh, their entire political or professional career complaining about how nobody loves them and they're not going to play sports anymore. Uh, the San Francisco Giants walked off the field and are not going to play. Now, how would you like to be the sports fan that bought season tickets and supporting them and they're giving you the uh, the longest set of digits on their right hand uh, exposed in your face telling you that's just the way it is, you know, suck it move on. That's the way professional athletes are acting and the owners are allowing them to do that. So you know what? Turn them off. Cancel your subscription. You have to hurt them in the pocketbook. Now, the only sad thing I have about the cancellation of professional sports is that I have long enjoyed my tradition of going to the rifle range on Sunday afternoons after church and having it be basically empty. 60 empty shooting bays all to myself. And I'm afraid without the NFL or any other professional sports, people are going to figure that out. So I'm just, if you show up on Sunday afternoon, just leave me a bench on either side. Okay. Let's, let's not crowd things, but that's, that's what's happening out here. So jumping real quickly back to what happened in Wisconsin, Kenosha, what we know at this point is a 17 year old uh, named Kyle Rittenhouse uh, showed up, in Kenosha, he had his medical gear. Yeah, he apparently is a certified EMT. Uh, he was up there to kind of protect some of the things that were happening up there, as we've seen riot after riot, mobs, hundreds of people with Molotov cocktails, frozen water bottles, skateboards, any other thing they could consider as a, a, a non-weapon weapon, um, Destroying private property, destroying livelihoods, harming people, scaring people. Uh, these are This is thug activity. This is Omega Man thug activity happening with the zombie apocalypse. Now, for whatever reason, this guy showed up there. I don't know if he was invited. I don't know if he has ownership ties to whatever he was up there trying to protect. I don't know if he just felt it was his civic duty to stop the hordes that were destroying the country, which frankly makes sense also. Now, a video clip that I saw of him is he's running down the center of a street, um, port arms, and he's 
He's booking away from a crowd of BLM activists. He's running away from them. He ran past them, didn't say a word. He's just, it's kind of an odd thing. It's like when I was uh, elk hunting and a moose ran right through us. I mean, he just kind of like, and here's this guy with an AR-15 just running down the street. Now, that's where it should have stopped. But this mob mentality, the cowards in black that are in hordes that cover the streets only at night, right? They sneak out at night like cockroaches. They chase this guy down. Now, here's a guy running away from you with an AR-15. I got an idea. Let's go chase after him and throw water bottles at him. Let's scare the heck out of him. Let's try and damage him. I know when he trips, let's kick him in the head. Hey, I have a skateboard. Let me try and slap him in the head with my skateboard while he has an AR-15 in his hands. I guess it's a Darwin Award for those guys, right? All they had to do was nothing. This kid ran by, let him go. If he did something earlier, which I don't know about, or nothing's been proven yet, if he was involved in anything earlier, the cops will get him. After this altercation, this kid walked over to the police officers with his hands up and said, hey, man, help me. I'm stuck here. Not a bad guy, apparently, to what happened here. Now, the thugs who attacked this kid in a mob, um, they whipped themselves up into a frenzy. They chased him down. He trips. Somebody kicks him in the head. Somebody else smacks him upside the head with a skateboard. Another guy is approaching with a pistol in his hand, according to the photographs I've seen. And he defends himself. Kills one. Injures another one. The photograph I've seen of this guy with his right arm with a bullet hole in it. It appears that he's still holding a pistol in his right hand. Now... That doesn't make him an innocent bystander if you're chasing after a man with a pistol in your hand, right? That does not make you an innocent bystander. Uh, sorry. Uh, you get the second prize award for a quick draw in Wisconsin that night. That's just the way things worked out. But we don't have all the facts yet. So I want to just reach out to you folks out there that, that are thinking about the way things are playing out here. In California, we do not have open carry. If you show up somewhere with an AR-15 that's not your property or, or anything, a pistol, whatever, and it's not, you're not standing on your private property, you could have a problem with the, with the state of California. Um, I'm not saying you don't have a right to protect yourself or help other people. I just want you to understand what the stakes are. If you have a concealed carry permit and you show up at a, a political protest, you know, read, read the rules for your concealed carry permit. You have different stakes that you just have to understand. If you're going to make that adult decision, know where it stands. State of California, our attorney general is Javier Becerra, the mad cow. Now, he will go out of his way to destroy your life. If you are out there defending it, I'm not saying don't defend it. I'm saying understand what the stakes are. He is an absolutely leftist and he will do everything he can. So will Gavin Newsom to write you out as being a, the worst person in the world and do everything they can with the, the threat or authority of the law behind them to make you pay for that. So just understand what the rules are before you engage. Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're going to talk about first time pistol owners and fun stuff after this. AM 590, the answer. 
This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks. Every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Our longtime faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights is Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Stop what you're doing. Head on over to Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where you need to go for small arms, big arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a firearm safety and training course. One's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe, efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit the website, bullseyesport.com, for schedule of classes, because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. Folks, um, this particular rest of the show, we're going to talk about first-time pistol owners and why, but I wanted to uh, point this out. Next week, next week, we're going to take calls. Now, we pre-record the show that, that week, so on Thursday morning, 9.45 to 11.30, you can call in and maybe, maybe be on the show. Uh, phone number is 877-584-3590. We'll, uh, we'll uh, announce that a few times during the show. 877-584-3590. And uh, we'll make sure that we get that out there. So call in with some questions. Uh, play Stump the Host. And, you know, it's pre-recorded. So if I don't like your question, I'll just delete it and uh, move on. And <laughs> We got to have a little fun in the studio here somehow. So anyway, we're going to take care of that. But check this out. We're going to try and do try and do phone calls as long as everything works here technologically. 877-584-3590. Also, please remember the CRPA membership or organization or drive crpa.org. It's very important that you join them. Now, uh, as you all know, I do financial planning consulting, right? That's my main business, Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And I get a lot of phone calls these days. and They're not calling me up asking me, what should we do in the market? I'm getting a lot of phone calls from people of, where can I find a firearm? Which is interesting on my business line. But anyway, the people know that I'm slightly involved in, in the firearm field. That is the one of the most phone calls I receive in the last three months is, uh, where can I find a firearm? What kind should I get? Who has them? How much are they? And frankly, right now, with the scarcity, with the scarcity of firearms that are available, it's slim pickings, um, pretty slim pickings, especially if you want to get a quality first-time firearm. So let's talk about what you can have, the differences, and help you make some selections on that. So number one we want to find out is why do you want a firearm? Well. Everybody I've spoken to in the last four to six months, it's self-defense. Self-defense of their business, self-defense of their family, self-defense of their homes, self-defense CCW. That's what they're concerned about. They're concerned because the police departments, number one, are overwhelmed. Number two, they are the police departments are handcuffed from being proactive in law enforcement. 
Now understand that's the paradigm shift that we have. It's not the officer's fault. It's the county's uh, board of supervisors, the city councils, those people that hire the political chiefs and uh, the district attorneys who are deciding that we don't want to prosecute bad people. And it goes all the way up the line. And really this ends with Gavin Newsom and his ability to let tens of thousands of felons out on our streets. Why? So they don't get COVID. Look, you're forced to wear a mask everywhere you go. And if we have tens of thousands of felons out there on the street, and if masks work, why don't we just put a stupid mask on them and leave them in jail? All right? This is set up. It's set up to cause a spike in crime, to overwhelm the police department. It's a simple cloud-driven strategy of overwhelm the system. That's what they're doing on our law enforcement side. Put the blame back where it goes, all the way up the line, from the city councils, all the way up to Gavin Newsom. And then his his owner, George Soros, et al. So that's what we're looking at here. It's not the officer's fault. They aren't doing proactive. They're doing reactive. They'll show up after the fact, write a report, move on. Hopefully, maybe the guy will get caught for whatever he's done or gal, whatever he's done. But it's not proactive policing because they're, they can't. They've been restricted from it. So now it falls back on, as we've always said, the first responder is the victim. Your health, your safety, your protection is your responsibility. Yours. Um, protecting your family is your responsibility. Can't be in all places and all times, so you want to make sure we train them up, but it is your responsibility. So if you're a first-time pistol owner, first off, we're looking for self-defense, and there's a difference between a self-defense pistol and a CCW pistol. If you can only get one, then we have some different ideas for that. So let's start with some basics. In the handgun category, there are basically two different styles. The revolver and the pistol. Pistols are, are semi-automatic. Revolvers can be single action or basically semi-automatic also, called a double action revolver. So the simplest one is a revolver. If you're a brand new person who is afraid of operating the slide, magazines, safeties, um, maybe you have hand strength as an issue. A lot of people have arthritis, first-time gun owners. If you're um, you know, above 50 years old and you have arthritis in your hands, that can be a major issue working the slide on a pistol if you're not trained on how to do that. So revolvers, number one, always go off. They are pretty much foolproof. You can get them with up to eight rounds in them of, uh, say, 357, anywhere from five to eight rounds. So you have good capacity on that and a very potent um, cartridge. So 357 is, is a Magnum cartridge that's got a lot of energy. 38 Special is slightly lower than that. Well, about two-thirds lower than that. But it's a much more manageable round for first-time shooters. And the bullet design is what's going to determine your defense capabilities. So a softer hollow points with the 38 specials, um, thicker hollow points with the 357s are really what you want to look at. You don't want to try and defend your home with what's called target ammunition or round nose lead bullets. I mean, it's better than a frozen water bottle 
but it's not your best selection. So bullet selection for the cartridges are important. If you're dealing with a revolver, 38 special plus P is the minimum that I would recommend. 357 is probably the maximum for first time homeowners, right? If you shoot all the time and you've got a 45 and a long Colt or 44 Magnum or Bigger than that, God bless you. But that's because you're seasoned with it. So first-time homeowners, think about this. Now, the gun size for a revolver is extremely important. I know that you're restricted as to what's in the case. But for a first-time gun owner, please do not buy a 2-inch 38 Special Plus P uh, Lady Smith Lightweight. Those guns have too much recoil, too hard to aim, um, too much of a bark. You're going to hate the gun immediately and you'll never practice with it. And if you don't practice with it, it's not going to be part of your defense system. So I, I want to think about a four inch minimum, four inch barrel minimum and a full size handle. So you can go with what's called a round butt, which is a little bit more comfortable grip or a standard target style grip, which is much larger. But a four inch 38 special is really the minimum basic safety category for a first-time gun owner uh, that is almost foolproof, goes bang every time, very easy to master, very easy to practice with. And if you have to send range, send rounds down range in your hallway, it it can it's the difference between life and death. So is it the be all end all? No, it's the starting point for a brand new person. And those are more available than the typical Glock 19s and XDs and everything else we're going to talk about in our next section. So think about a revolver. Um, I wouldn't worry about the sights. The fixed sights are, are great for this kind of shooting. And so whatever it comes with, whether it has target sights or fixed sights, let that not be a concern. You're going to need to learn more point instinctive shooting anyway for the kind of distances that are in self-defense in, in a home. You're talking basically under 10 yards at all times. So that's almost a point and shoot, and that has more to do with grip control, trigger control, and and uh, using your, your head as your rear sight. Um, so that's, that's just a... a that will take you to the next step when you start to get some training and you find a competent trainer. That will help you understand that. So don't be afraid of a 38 Special four inch you can get a six inch if you'd like it might be a little bit heavier be less recoil a little more fun to shoot but a four inch minimum six inches probably the maximum they do have them longer than that so hey if you if you want to look like a dirty harry and magnum force you can get the eight and three eights i won't make judgment but, but enjoy it we'll be right back firing line radio show after this have questions about handgun safety local sports shooting events or your second amendment rights just ask vince at bullseye sport in riverside get practical advice no sales pitch vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer at bullseye sport they welcome everyone especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time when they go to our store we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with and if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590. 
the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Remember, write this number down, 877-584-3590. Producer Dan's going to come up with a real catchy jingle on that. He's going to sing it for us on air in the next segment. Right, right, Dan? Um, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> Something, I don't know, it's like a car salesman on there. Anyway, 877-584-3590. Call us next Thursday morning between 9.45 and 10.30 a.m. And we'll see if we can get you on the air, answer your questions, and have some fun that way. Our last segment, we're talking about first-time gun owners. Uh, what's a proper proper self-defense pistol or handgun? Uh, first choice for somebody who's very, very new, I'm bringing up the 4 to 6-inch uh, 38 Special, the 357 Magnum revolver. If you get the 357 version of this revol- of a revolver, you can practice with 38 specials. It's the same diameter bullet, a little bit smaller cartridge, and a little bit less powder, so they have much less recoil. And you can practice with your gun. If you buy the 357, you don't have to shoot 357 magnums all the time. You can shoot 38 specials, much cheaper and much more pleasant to practice with. Okay, so what are some brand names? Well, uh, Ruger has got some great great solid pistols out there. They're GP 100. If you can find something like that, uh, it's this big stainless gun. Uh, They're heavier, but they're also more solid. Uh, They handle higher pressure loads than some of the other 357s. So a Ruger GP 100. Smith & Wesson makes several variations. There's the 586, which is a fantastic gun, uh, has a target barrel lug underneath very solid frame 586 means it's a 357 in blued steel 686 means it's in stainless the sixth designation for a smith and wesson represents stainless steel there's also other versions they have the model 19s they have the model 64s six through 66s which all are stainless steel four to six inch depending upon what's available barrels on that Taurus actually makes a nice revolver. So some of the Tauruses have seven shots or eight shots. Some of the Smith & Wessons have, uh, I think there's one with nine shots in it, in the side of your cylinder. So you can get some higher, higher mag, uh, not magazine, higher cylinder capacities in revolvers than just the standard six. If you're dealing with that two-inch revolver I told you not to buy, they usually have four. So or five, excuse me, they have five uh, for the two-inch revolvers. So you have a little bit less capacity. Yes, they are very lightweight, but they have less capacity and they're much harder to shoot. Four to six-inch revolver is pretty much perfect for home. If you plan on carrying it concealed and using that on your license, stick with the four-inch. Six inches are just a little too hard to hide every now and then. Okay, so that's a revolver. That would be a first choice for somebody who is not doesn't want to deal with magazine slide safeties and semi-automatic and hangups and jams. Okay. Which happen in life. Let's go to the second choice here. This is for the semi-automatic crowd. So I want a pistol, a pistol that shoots semi-automatic. Semi-automatic is specific as to one pull of the trigger should deliver one shot of the pistol. That's called semi-automatic. You pull the trigger, the gun goes bang. You release the trigger, pull again, it goes bang until the magazine is empty. Now, modern semi-automatic pistols, I say that modern because I've seen a lot of junk for sale recently because everybody is 
pulling, <laughs> going through their closets. Uh, anyway, yeah, don't. Yeah, there's some junk out there, but I guess desperation makes it worthwhile. Anyway, so most semi-automatic pistols, the most popular is the nine millimeter. That's the cartridge and the diameter designation. Nine millimeter Kurtz, nine millimeter uh, by nineteen. 90 millimeter parabellum. You'll see all these different things. The Kurtz is actually 380. Sorry about that. So the diameter is slightly smaller, slightly narrower than a 38 or 357. Slightly. They are very, very close. The cartridge is shorter and it's designed to be fed into a magazine and the pistol. So in the handle of a pistol, and this is typically anything you see on CSI that's a black black pistol, a semi-automatic in the in their hands, they all work the same way. Inside the handle is hollow. Your magazine is a spring-fed holder of bullets that can hold in California up to 10. That's right. We're still fighting for our freedom here. But you can have up to 10 rounds inside of your magazine. The magazine slides inside the handle. You'll hear a click so it's inserted correctly. You face the pistol away from you into a safe direction, finger off the trigger. You reach over, grab the top of the slide. The slide is the metal part of the pistol. And I say metal part because many pistols have a polymer or plastic frame underneath. They may be steel, but many of them have a polymer or plastic, the Glocks, the XDs, the Springfield. There's lots of them out there, HKs. So you grab the slide, you pull it back sharply till it stops, let it go. And that force of the springs bringing the slide forward will take a bullet from the top of the magazine and seat it into the barrel of the pistol. This only needs to be done the first time you've loaded your magazine. Well, each time you load a magazine, but only with the first round. So now I have a hot gun. All guns are loaded, but now it's hot. I have a bullet in the chamber, finger off the trigger. I get my proper grip and I can fire. So when I've determined the target and I've decided to shoot, finger goes on the trigger, the shot goes off. As the shot goes off, the trigger releases the hammer, which is internal on most of them. So you don't see it, but when you pull the trigger, the hammer pushes down on the firing pin, strikes the firing pin or strikes the primer with the firing pin. The primer is the shiny silver thing in the back of the cartridge. It gets a dent on it. It causes a chemical explosion inside the cartridge, which sends a fireball into the casing of your cartridge where your gunpowder is. The gunpowder ignites. It does not explode. It ignites. The gas pressure from the quick ignition of the of the gunpowder forces pressure to push your bullet down the barrel. Now, with physics, there's an equal and opposite reaction. As a bullet's coming down the barrel, it's causing recoil into you. So with proper grip and structure, you absorb that. But as the bullet's going down, the slide, the top part that you just pulled back, starts retracting, coming towards you. It's not going to come off the gun, but it, it comes towards you. It hits a stop where a piece of metal called the ejector is. As it pulls backwards, it pulls the, the cartridge out of the barrel. And as it hits its stop where the ejector is, a small pin inside hits the side of the 
brass cartridge, which is now empty and hot, and it bounces out up and to the right of the gun. Now your gun is empty, but your under spring tension pushed all the way back. As the slide moves forward, it grabs the next bullet on top, next cartridge on top of your magazine with its, um, with the bolt face, lifts it up on a ramp and into the barrel ready for your next shot. That's how a semi-automatic works. So you can have up to 11 shots. If you have a full magazine, you put the magazine in, you load one in the chamber, take the magazine out, put one bullet back into the magazine. Now you have one in the chamber and 10 in the magazine. Okay. That's the way that works. Now, yes, some people have higher capacity magazines from Freedom Week, but that's just your first time gun owner. So you don't have that ability. 10 is the most you're going to get under current law. If they change the law, you can buy more. But right now, we're still fighting that. So semi-automatics, what are some of the good choices or why do people want semi-automatics? Number one, higher shot capacity. That's what everybody says. We are restricted to 10 currently in California, but simple pistols like the Glock 15 or excuse me, 15 Glock 19 has 15 round magazines. The Glock 17 has 17 round magazines. Uh, the Glock 21 has 13 round magazines. So traditionally you can have much higher firepower in a semi-automatic pistol than you can in a revolver. Second thing is ease of reloading for a revolver. You, there's a gate latch on the left side of the pistol. You push that forward with your thumb push the cylinder open, turn the gun vertical with the barrel up, eject all of the cartridges onto the ground, turn the gun back over barrel down, and then insert new cartridges or new cartridges, either with a speed loader or individually. Unless you are an accomplished professional, that takes a lot of time. Now, if you have a semi-automatic on the and you're holding it with your right hand where your thumb is there's a typical typically a button near where the trigger guard comes in on the side of the handle push that down the magazine comes out with your left hand you can reinsert a new magazine if you shot it dry and there's nothing in the barrel then you have to re-rack the slide and go. If you've left one in the barrel, all you have to do is a tactical reload, put that magazine back in, and now you've got 11 shots again. So the ease of of reloading for most people, the semi-automatic pistols are really the way to go. Okay, we're going to talk more about that when we come back. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. 
You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. You know, I miss Arnold Schwarzenegger before he became the Geldenator, right? Ugh. He's, he's a he's not even a shadow of what he what he once was. But, hey, in honor of Conan, we're going to leave that clip in there. And in honor of my buddy Anson Beck, we're still going to keep the uh, the advertisement where we abuse his name. Okay, folks, Philip Damon, Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, again, join us the CRPA membership drive, crpa.org. You need to be a member there. We need to continue to fight for our rights. And you can tell me all about it next Thursday as you call in. 877-584-3590. Eight, seven. Dan, do you have that jingle handy yet? You going to sing that for us, please? It's something you do not want to hear. Well, let's give it a try. Okay, I'll you know I'll I'll I got sing my... the wrong numbers and then you're screwed. <laughs> I've heard too many of these things. One eight hundred cars for kids or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to work on that. Uh, we have our work cut out for us. So eight seven seven five eight four three five nine zero. 877-584-3590. Okay, we're talking about first-time gun owners. And we talked first off, I think that the revolver is really something you should consider. Secondly, we're talking about pistols, how they work, the advantages that are in a pistol. If you are shooting a semi-automatic pistol, I think you need a little bit more practice than with the revolver because you have more moving parts. Now, let's go over some of those parts. We talked about the magazine, which goes inside the handle. We talk about the magazine release, which is on the left side of the grip near the trigger guard. You push that down to remove it. We talked about the slide. The slide is the metal part that covers the barrel. It slides forwards and backwards as the gun goes off or as you manipulate it. You have a trigger. Uh, You have a trigger guard, and there's also a slide stop. Slide stop on most semi-automatics when the gun is empty, when the magazine is fired Uh, completely empty and fired its last round as the slide comes back there's a spring-loaded stopper on the left side which holds it back so you can see it's empty not all firearms will do that every time if you have an aggressive forward hand grip sometimes that stops it from locking back other people have taken the slide stops off because they just don't want to deal with it but anyway that's that's just the way that those work um when you're loading your gun, I always believe in not using your thumb with the slide stop, but just to use your hand, pull it back and let it go. You seem to get more purchase on it that way. So that's just, again, it's a style point. It's not a hill to die on. So those are your pistols. Now, common pistols. I say common in the fact of the numbers that are manufactured, not common because they're on gun store shelves, because they're not. Your most common pistol out there is going to be the Glock, otherwise known as the Tupperware gun, the original Tupperware gun, because it came in a uh, black case that you had to burp when you put your gun away. But the great part about a Glock is they are so widely known that if you ever needed parts, parts are available. It has a polymer um, frame. So the bottom of the the part the slide goes into 
your handle, your trigger guard, it's all polymer. You can have it adjusted, meaning you can shave some parts off if your finger's rubbing on a certain area, like I like to do on mine. You can shave it off. It's lightweight. It's very, very durable. I've never really heard of a Glock frame breaking, although people were worried about it at first. I've never heard of one breaking. And guys have shot their Glocks for 40,000, 50,000 rounds. So I think they wear out before their uh, their gun actually wears out. So it's very, very durable. You can get parts for them. You can upgrade the trigger. Most pistols, when they come off the shelf, they have a lawyer trigger, you know, an 8 to 10-pound pull, which is terrible for accuracy, and accuracy is everything. It's also terrible for quick follow-up shots. So you can have some modifications done on your pistols. I say if you're gonna, if it makes you shoot more accurately, then that's why you had it done. And that's an important thing is accuracy on a pistol will save your life. Um, so consider that. The different models on Glocks, there's Glock 19 through I think 45 now. Maybe, I don't know, high 40s. But we can't get any of them in California, so I quit quit adding all those up. <laughs> so... The Glock 17 is the first one. It's a full-sized pistol, and it's full-size, meaning it has like a uh, four-and-a-half-inch barrel, five-inch barrel, but it's a full-size gun. It's it's hard for most people to conceal a weapon like that, but it's great for home self-defense. The second one is his original compact. It's called the Glock 19. There is a Glock 18, but that's fully automatic, and anyway, you it's fun to watch in movies, but I've never seen one in real life. Glock 19 is slightly smaller, and it's concealable, and it does have originally a firing capacity of 15 plus 1, which is a lot of firepower in a semi-compact gun. It's concealable. I think the Glock 19 is probably one of the best weapons. Hey, Mitch Rapp shot a Glock 19. Didn't need I say more, right? I mean, there you go. If those of you who are Vince Flynn fans. So Mitch Rapp shot the Glock 19. Great guns. Now, the other ones, uh, Glock 20, Glock 21, those are 40 caliber, 45 caliber. We're going to stick with basic pistol purchases now. I think the 9mm is really the way to go on a semi-automatic. So there are other ones, the 26, 27s. These are, are much smaller versions, better for concealment, but not better for first-time uh, gun owners to learn to shoot with. Okay. All right. So other ones, uh, Springfield XD, great gun. Again, another polymer frame. You're going to have the same things happen or same characteristics as with the Glock. Lots of people love their Springfield XDs. Uh, lots of people love their Glocks. It's a Chevy Ford discussion. And at this point in time, the gun that's in the case is the gun you should consider because um, I talked with somebody the other day. He says they're, they're sold out months in advance. All right, months in advance. Now, those are two polymer guns. Um, the M&P, Smith & Wesson M&P Shield, all right? There's another great gun that's very concealable, very thin, very great ergonomics uh, for a just one gun, either the Glock 19 or the M&P Shield, I think, are great. Another company out there to consider because they seem to be having more production coming in or people are walking past them looking for a Glock or looking for an XD, and that's the CZ. CZ, Czechoslovakian uh, gun. These are all steel, so they're a heavier gun. But the CZ-75 is an amazing 9mm. Now, again, they only have 10 rounds in California. I think you can get them with 21-round magazines elsewhere, at least 17, 18-round magazines. 
So it does have a high capacity uh, available, but the CZ-75 has great ergonomics. It is a steel gun, so the frame is steel, the slide is steel, it's heavier. But it has good ergonomics, and I keep coming back to that. It's a very, very easy gun to point. It has an exposed hammer. You can tell when it's cocked because the hammer's back. They do have a decocking lever on some of the versions, which means that you don't have to try and lower the hammer on a live shell, which takes a little bit of practice in a safe direction. So they do have decocking on some of them. Um, not all, especially if you're buying a used one, it probably doesn't have that. But it's a heavier gun, so recoil management is amazing on these. They really... When you're firing them and you're firing them quick, the gun simply doesn't rise. You're just right on top of it. And with proper grip and proper stance, you can watch, you can look over the gun shot after shot after shot. So it's one that you can grow into. And the Glocks you can too. And they, all of these you can grow into them, right? But for a basic gun, I would not be afraid to buy that. Uh, another gun you might find on the shelves that. People may walk by because they don't understand. Uh, the Taurus PT-99 is a great gun. It's a Beretta clone, 9mm. It's full size. They run like crazy, meaning they're, the functionality, I've had one for 30 years. I've never had a jam in it. That's the kind of functionality it has. Glocks are also known for that, just the reliability of never having jams. So that's a crucial thing when you're talking about a uh, first-time gun owner who may not know how to clear a jam and get a jam at the wrong time and then get jammed up, right? So that's, that's a, uh, reliability is absolutely crucial. Uh, the Beretta, if you can find a Beretta, they are right in that same category. So those are some of the different choices that we're going to talk about for pistols. Now, could somebody get a rifle? Yeah. Could somebody get a shotgun? Yeah. But we're talking about pistols in this particular one. And so first time gun owners, first off, simplicity, four to six inch, 38, 357 revolver, Ruger, Smith and Wesson, Taurus, one of the greater brands in there, all reliable, all good. If you want to look for the semi-automatic, again, it's it's what's available, okay? But I would say a Glock 19, CZ 75, Springfield XDs, these are all great guns. HKs, if you can find them, they're a little bit higher priced, or the SIGs, again, much more higher priced. So, you know, the 1911, I wouldn't say for a first-time gun owner, simply because there's more moving parts on that and there's other options for simplicity's sake. Love 1911s, don't give me any hate mail, but for simplicity's sake, you got to agree with me, a Glock 19 is easier for a brand new person than a uh, Kimber 1911. So those are the choices we're talking about. And if you want to get a hold of me, go to firinglineradio at gmail.com. See if I can answer any questions. Call in next week. 877-584-3590 Thursday between 9.45 a.m. and 10.30. And maybe, just maybe, you'll make the show. God bless. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.